If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. My name is Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain or from my heavy metal podcast, Talking Bollocks. There is a link to that in the description of this podcast. My name's highlighted. Click on it and it'll take you to all of the hundreds of interviews I've done over the 10 years of that podcast. But here I am your guide to the virtual Motorhead Museum that we have been building here. All of the stories from all of the years of their career, we are keeping the Motorhead message alive. And if you want to be part of it, tell someone. Tell somebody that they are missing out. Tell them about this podcast and tell them to subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. All you need to do is press the button, guess what, that says subscribe. However you're listening to this, if it's on uh, any kind of app, it's on Spotify, whatever device you're listening to, there will be a way of subscribing so you get a new episode every time one comes out. And this one is no different to all the others. It's a cracker But just remember, if you have got some Motorhead stories, if you've got some unique occasions where you met the band, you met Lemmy, any of those stories, get in touch with me on social media via any of the channels. You can find me easily. There's plenty of breadcrumbs. Follow the trail and get in touch because we do occasionally do fan episodes. So if you've got some stories, please do get in touch and tell us. So without further ado... It is time to get into this episode's interview. I loved it. I'm sure you will too. Let's go catch up with Lemmy's longtime friend, Pilly. How's it going? It's going all right, mate. How's it going with you? Yeah, good. It's the usual question. Pilly, how did Motorhead first enter your life? Oh, that that was an easy one. Um, Back in 77, I was a a wee little punk rocker and around uh, a school friend's house and his older brother was a huge Hawkwind fan. He'd just come back from the record shop, clutching the first Motorhead LP, taking it upstairs to his bedroom to play it. Came downstairs, he said to me, Oi, Punko, you might as well have this. <laughs> yeah, ah. yeah. Uh, disappointed Hawkwind fan was my um, introduction to Motorhead. So, yeah, so I, I took it home and played it over and over again. Um, it was, you know, it was just fantastic. Um, and then shortly after that, there was something in one of the music papers about Motorhead, you know, like thinking about calling it a day because, you know, the usual story, nobody loved them and, you know, they weren't getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, you know, back in the pre-internet age, um, we used to have these wonderful things called public libraries. So I went to one of them. <laughs> we still and, have them. We, we do uh, well, still yeah, have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, I got the address for Chiswick Records, uh, from, you know, like the, you know, business directories there and just sent off a letter, you know, a letter, you know, like, Dear Lemmy, Phil, and Eddie, <laughs> um, you know, I, I recently got your first LP. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. But you know, now I'm sort of like, 
you know, a bit distraught to read that you're thinking of calling it a day. You know, don't, you know, please don't. You know, is uh, it was just like you know the honest outpourings of a you know a teenage music fan. Um, yeah, you know, signed the letter, sent it off, never expected to hear another thing. And I don't know, probably about five days later, you know, later a letter turns up from Lemmy. Um, you know, like courteous, <laughs> courteous as ever, as I was to find out um in later life. Um, you know, thanking me, you know, for writing to them. And, you know, they'd had a lot of um, similar sentiments from, you know, people urging them to carry on. And, yeah, that's what they were doing. So That's brilliant. And, and uh-huh. j- just for, for maybe slightly younger listeners, yeah. um, the effort that's involved there. So that's mm-hmm. a trip to the library, yeah. hunting down the record label's address. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. writing, then writing a letter, then yeah. taking that to the post office and sending it off, uh-huh. and uh, and and clearly, you know, that struck a chord w- mm-hmm. with Lemmy, yeah. and um, that that does ring very uh, similar to quite a few people's um, mm-hmm. experiences of how they of how they got to know Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was you know it it was a um, either a, a casual physical encounter or it was a it was a communication mm-hmm. um and so so uh, your friendship grew from there well yeah i mean you know he, i'm sure lots of people are aware you know he was a big writer anyway you know um and so yeah yeah we you know we we started off writing to each you know i'd you know be asking questions like you know because i was too young at that time motorhead weren't playing the city halls and enormo domes that they used to play in later life. They were, you know, they were playing um, clubs where you had to be 18 to get in. Um, and, you know, I, I'd say, you know, is, how will I ever get to see the band play live? And he was like, well, if I stick you on the guest list, you know, like, then you'll be able to get in. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I guess we had a, a similar sense of humour, a, a similar love for the same kinds of bands, um, you know, I mean, you know, he was much more into the damned than he ever was into Van Halen, shall we say? Um, and you know, old rock and roll stuff and history and the world wars and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it just developed from there. Um, you know, the letters got bigger and bigger. Um, sometimes <laughs> I, rem- I remember coming home from school and um, my mum had found one and there were a few too many four-letter words in it for her. And, yeah, he actually rang um, at one point and I think my mum was probably the first person in history to tell Lemmy off down the phone for swearing so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh Um, That's amazing. I mean, normally, I mean, I say normally, I mean, yeah. And, and most boys of that era have got a story about maybe you know um, magazines of a certain kind being yeah, found yeah, under yeah. beds and getting yeah, a telling. Yeah. Off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but for having having letters from from a, yeah. somebody in a band with swear words in, that's quite yeah. a rare one. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I mean, seventy eight when they did Louis Louis on top of a pops. And I'm sort of sat that, you know, I mean, because that just came out of the blue, you know, because they, you know, they'd only gone into the charts at like number 64 or something like that. But I guess it was a slow week on top of the pops. All their publicists had done a sterling job. And, uh, you know, and I'm sat there watching it. Oh, can't believe this is my way. You know, and my mum, you know, an exiled Cockney because I was living in Scunthorpe at the time. Um, oh, oh, that's Mr. Potty Mouth, is it? 
I, I, yeah, I, I, I just can't. That that nickname doesn't really seem to fit, no, no, fit no. Lemmy, does it, Mr. No, no, Mr. No, Pottymouth? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that's incredible. So, you know, it starts off with one letter, and then yeah. he, he thanks you for writing. Then you yeah. thank him for thanking you for writing. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and as you say, the, yeah. these letters get longer. So yeah. when do you, you know, that, that manifests itself physically, and you end up presumably yeah. going to see the band. Well, yeah, it's um, the Overkill tour, April '79. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd he'd offered, you know, that you know, should I ever need to, you know, like just to let him know, and he'd put me on the guest list. But it was actually one of my schoolmates. It was his his birthday treat, I guess. Um, his, you know, his his parents took him, me, and another friend, you know, to go see him at Sheffield City Hall, and we're oh, what um, a venue. Yeah, what a venue. great venue, absolutely. Um, and yeah, we're waiting. I mean, girls' school opening. What a, yeah, what a perfect gig that was. Wow. Um, and we, we we're just waiting for the house lights to get go down. And I said, and I could see him crouching down at the side of the stage behind you know, you know the left hand side PA stack. Um, and so, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You know, I just went up, you know, like, hi, Lemmy, I'm Pilly from Scunthorpe. And, you know, it just, you know, like chatting away there and then. Um, you know, it was great to finally meet him. Um, so, you, and... so you weren't just, you weren't just guest list. You had, you had AAA passes. Um, no, not, not for this one. This was one that I just went to, you know, the first gig, you know, as a punter, you know, the offer was there for guest list, but um, you know it was a school night. We had to be back at school the next day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, sort of like you know, said hello, you know, you know, like a ten minute chat, and then like, well, you know, got to go, you know, like you know, catch up later kind of thing. But um, no, you know, it's like on the bomber tour when the um, you know, the the AAA passes started, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I bet you've got a. I bet you've got a whole collection, haven't you? Of I've, I've, uh, yeah, yeah, of passes and stuff from over the years. I've, I've, I've got a huge collection of passes from about two thousand odd. Um, at one one point, I I did sell a load um, when I had to. I had to. Um, I was moving down south. You know, like raising funds. Um, you know, to move down there. But yeah, yeah, I've got you know shed loads of passes from sort of like 2000 onwards yeah yeah and but it, uh, you know lemmy would fully fully approve of you vlogging mm-hmm. off some passes to oh, God, you know yeah, to, yeah. To, to make manifest something in real life happen yeah. that you need to happen yeah um, um so the, so you say like you know the the triple a started and presumably you're you know you, you, you do you, are you continuing to write um oh yeah yeah yeah, continuing to write. By this time, um, again, thanks to the public library, I'd also um, got the, got the phone number for um, you know great great Western Road Doug Smith, you know the band's manager at the time, and so yeah, I'd be you know pestering them for uh, you know news tidbits as well, um, and you know. I, I was getting sort of like you know advanced pressings of records from Lem. Um, you know, which was, you know, I mean, great, you know, so like being able to play me, uh, schoolmates, you know, bomber, <laughs> you know, like a couple of months before it came out. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I did, I did pull a, 
I actually got got them their first ever mention in the news of the world. Um, when I, I I used to make quite a bit of money writing into news, you know, newspaper letter pages. I used to pay, you know, like two, three pounds or five pounds for the style letter. Um, one week, the um, news of the screws, you know, they, you know, for their letters page the following week, they, you know, they, they were asking, um, what is your favourite sound? So I wrote in saying, um, well, as I'm partially deaf, which wasn't true at the time, but is probably nearer the truth now, <laughs> thanks thanks to 40-odd years of Motorhead, um, as I'm partially deaf, uh, the, the loud rock music of Motorhead and Black Sabbath are my favourite sounds. But I signed it, Ian Kilmister. <laughs> um, oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, just, just for a bit of a prank. Um, signed it, Ian Kilmister, you know, 31 Burn Road, Scunthorpe, my old address. Thought nothing of it, you know, until sort of like three days later, I'm, you know, just getting home from school. And there's this guy there with like this huge, you know, like camera kit. And um, he says, oh, I'm looking for Ian. And I'm like, Ian? Ian? Oh, oh, right. He goes, yeah, I'm from the News of the World. Um, you know, you've got the star letter this week, so we need a photo to go with it. So, you know, he starts to, you know, go up to my room, you know, I've got, my, you know, one of my motorhead LPs there, and there's this big cheesy shot of me sort of like putting the stylus on my motorhead LP with a sleeve in the background. Um, and then my mum came home, and she's like, Alan, Alan, what's this? And I'm like, mum, mum, use my real name, Ian, we're amongst friends here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, long story short, the following Sunday, the News of the World runs this letter as the star letter of the week, you know, about the, the loud music of Motorhead being the only thing this <laughs> poor, partially deaf boy could hear, um, with a photo of me on it, signed by Ian Kilmister from Scunthorpe. Um, yeah, and, you know, so the following week, I was on the phone to Doug Smith, and Lem was in the office, and everybody was absolutely howling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, yeah, that was that was their first mention in a national newspaper at the time. So that's absolutely brilliant, and uh -huh. and and a precursor of what was to come. Because back then we didn't, we you know, we weren't we we weren't to know that the news of the world yeah. was full of lies. And, oh, well, no, uh, you, exactly. You, know, you, st yeah. you started there, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, started yeah, 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 well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, oh, I used dear. to be Piers Morgan in a former life. <laughs> yeah, that was that's pure comedy value. But yeah. also, again, that's the um, that's also kind of like the essence of Motorhead because mm -hmm. let's not you know let's let's not get this twisted. There's the even you know even back then, there's plenty of bands with egos who would have been yeah. fucking furious about yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, no. I mean, you know, Lem had an amazing sense of humour. Um, and no, I mean, you know, he, he just found it funny. And, you know, and, you know, it, it was, let's not underestimate, you know, the, the power of the, you know, it, even a cheesy letters page. I mean, you know, in those days, newspapers sold by the million rather than, um, you know, the few that they do now. So, yeah, no, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that is, that, that would have been, you know, a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And also, I, I, there's something you keep, you know, that you've mentioned there and, and you've mentioned a few times and I've not really picked up on it. But as you said, you know, you were coming home from school. So yeah. you, you had this you had this sort of pen pal friendship yeah. with Lemmy as a schoolboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that I just think that really does kind of um, 
you know, inform you even more as yeah. to what kind of person Lemmy was. It, it wasn't just like, you know, it, it, the, the fact that he treated everybody. So it really didn't matter uh -huh. how old you were, who you yeah. were, where you came from. It's like he just treated everybody yeah. exactly mm -hmm. the same way. Yeah. That's um, incredible. That's, mm -hmm. that's really incredible. So, um, I mean, presumably as you, as you get older, the dynamic of the friendship changes, I would imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, as I got older, I was, um, you know, able to spend more time, um, you know, like following the band around. When, um, you know, we went to all the all the big events, like uh, you have a Port Vale Football Club um, thing. You know, with Oz I mean, that was hilarious. Seeing the Osborne family arrive in four stretch limos, all of them getting out of one limo each, all wearing the same white, you know, fr fringe jackets. But, yeah, um uh, you know, like hanging out, you know, with Lem, you know, and, um, you know, and Phil and Eddie. Um, you know, one thing I really, I mean, they were like, you know, the last gang in town. You know, I mean, they weren't just a band. Um, you know, but they hung out together. They they had the same dressing room. Um, you know, and the, the dynamic was very much them against the world kind of thing. Um well, as you say, you know, this this started with, you know, with them talking about calling it a day because yeah. nobody mm -hmm. liked them. Yeah. And that 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 nothing brings people together like a um you yeah. know adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, every now and again there'd be um a fight amongst the band. But you know, just like all good relationships, you know, the fight would, you know, be very quickly forgotten and they'd all be cracking, you know, like Naf Monty Python jokes and, you know, and Tommy Cooper quotes at each other, you know, within minutes. I've heard afterwards. stories of, I've heard stories of sort of Lemmy being sat with a, you know, with a producer doing a mix and like they turn around and all of a sudden, you know, Phil and Eddie are rolling around on the floor. Yeah. Oh, you know, punching each other. Oh, and... yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. There were, were occasions after gigs where um you know the dressing room would be out of bounds for 10 minutes and you know there, there would be what could only be termed a lively discussion going on inside you know with the, with the sounds of things being hit but then you know they'd they'd come out and um smile and party so uh yeah so yeah when um yeah by the time the ace up your sleeve tour came along you know for the ace of spades album um that's when i was meant to be starting sixth form college but um you know it's a bit inconvenient of the college to be trying to arrange lessons when there was a massive motorhead tour going on and at that you know at that time it really felt like they were on the verge of you know massive not just you know not just having made it you know but i mean you know really really massive yeah, break it, break it in, almost break it into the mainstream, which yeah. was somebody like Motorhead when mm -hmm. you first wrote them, that was unthinkable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, you know, in the space of like, you know, just a, a few very short years, you know, like their star had ascended massively. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, on the Ace of Spades tour, um, sorry, Ace Up Your Sleeve tour. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, get it right. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Get it right. You don't, you don't want to get social media abuse. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, whether I was um going to the gigs with friends and staying with friends around the country, or actually, you know, you know, tra you know I did travel with the band, 
um and you know and the crew um yeah for a, for a good old you know i think that was like six shows and you, you have never seen anything like it when you have a motorhead crew bus empties and you know <laughs> like yeah like the last gunfighters in town enter a service station <laughs> um yeah. you know I've, I've seen crowds of millwall for you know millwall fans you know drink up really quick and make for the cars kind of thing so <laughs> um yeah if you're you know, outside uh, of the uk by the way Millwall soccer fans are renowned as the mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the pinnacle of football hooligans and viol- violence of that era. Yeah. So um, it's, you've got to be something pretty special for, for them mm-hmm. to be making yeah. for the hills. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, well, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't remember which two venues it was between, but you know, I you know, actually travelled with Lem, Phil, and Eddie in Mick Murphy's No Problem Dodge. Um, you know, like minivan. Um, and it, it, Phil, Phil especially had <laughs> the gift to just make anyone. Bob Mortimer, the English TV comedian, remind yeah. the same kind of impish sense of fun as filthy with his collection of daft hats with like helicopter blades on top and his um you know captain light lightning superhero persona that he took on um <laughs> yeah it's uh, a lot of fun it's 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 amazing i mean speaking as somebody you know who's, who's been in been in a band for years um mm-hmm. just the concept of the fact that you were traveling Mm-hmm. you know, with the band themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that again is, is just not something that happens back then to this nah. day. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that happens. No. Nah. I mean, it, it, again, it just proves that, that, you know, again, what are you sort of authentic band and group of people they were? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just unheard of. It really is. I mean, on the Ace Up Your Sleeve tour, I mean, pretty much all the venues, you know, like were full, sold out, I guess. But the band were incredibly accessible. The number of people who must have, you know, like sets of autographs and whatnot from around that time, because after every show, you know, if the band weren't out, you know, near the merch tables afterwards, you know, then there'd just be queues of people out the back waiting to come in and, you know, like speak to them, get a, you know, get an autograph. Um, and yeah, so yeah, there they were, you know, ostensibly, you know, the biggest band in Britain. Um, but everyone had access to them, um, which you know, again, you know, just doesn't happen anymore yeah. now. Yeah, and it also it, it's um, it, it's one of those rare occasions, I guess, especially for some someone like yourself who's so close to the band, where mm-hmm. often when you're close to an underground band and they're verging on the success, yeah. you you know, you, there is a sense of ownership where you kind of resent all these Johnny come lately's who've just turned up and only just heard about them. Oh, yeah. Somebody like, but for somebody like Motorhead, mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is, this is, yeah. they, they deserve this. They, they, you yeah. know, they've earned this uh-huh. and you want them to be successful. Mm, yeah it was um you wanted you wanted to share them with the world really um and yeah i mean you know it's it was a every you know i, I keep 
you know, bumping into people, you know, I'd seen a couple of years previously backstage. And it was just sort of like an unspoken pride, I guess, that we had that, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the boys are doing well. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. and that again is, is unique. There's a, you know, yeah. there is a, I don't know if it's just in the UK, but there is that. Of course, it's not. It's music fans in general, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in this kind of genre. You can, mm. we can't, we can I'll put my hands on, I've done it myself. Uh-huh. Um, you know, old school Marillion fan, and all of a sudden, you know, misplaced childhood album is yeah, number yeah, one, yeah. and Kaylee's a number two single, and I'm, I'm grumpily sort of, no, yeah, yeah. my band, you know, bugger off everybody <laughs> else. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it is like you say. The boys done good. You want, yeah, yeah. you want them to have that kind of success, and, uh-huh. and like you said, share them with the world. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I mean, as as the as the success grows, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I know your access is not going to change because it's Motorhead. But you yeah. must have seen the changes from a kind of different perspective to everybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think. <sighs> All the way up till the Another Perfect Day album and tour. Um, that's, you know, that, that was the time when, for me, everything did kind of change. Um, I, was, I think one of the things that Lem liked about me was that I wasn't a yes man. You know, I, I would always like say, Oh, you know, like sound was a bit off tonight. Did you play your bass solo and stay clean? Because we couldn't hear it, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you cheeky bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. oh, yeah, yeah, the sound man must have hated me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, you know, I remember, I think it was Ipswich on the Another Perfect Day, yeah, which at the time I didn't really appreciate that much as an album it was a bit too melodic um but in you know it's one of my favorites now um i, I do hear this a lot you know yeah. uh, you know um, yeah. re released 40th anniversary out now folks yeah <laughs> um, yeah well yeah i mean you know, it, it's it, it is a fantastic album you know i think a lot of yeah. people probably played it once and then shelved it and like all i can say is go and revisit it you know it's it's just fantastic it was just it was just too much of a curveball at at, at that time Uh for for most people yeah and plus um robos um i mean yeah because motorhead were like the ramones you know like yeah black leather jackets you know for bullet belts that were obviously unique to them um but you know that that was the gang uniform and then brian robertson turns up you know wearing sort of like skin tight lycra with pink leg warmers um, and I think that did throw quite a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so you know, um, backstage at um, Ipswich Gomont, I think it was, and Mike Healy, who was Motorhead's tour manager at the time, is walking along to the dressing rooms with Brian Robertson. And you know, Brian Robertson is going, The fans, you know, I, I can't do a Scottish accent, thankfully. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, if I did attempt it, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably get out of Scotland after me. Um, but, you know, Robbo was um, saying, the fans just, you know, they're not warm to it. You know, what, what's the problem? Why, you know, you know why are the fans hating yeah. me? And to Mike Healy, you know, like, says, well, ask Pilly. You know, like, he'll, he'll give you an honest answer. Um, <laughs> and you, you know, So you you are the man who had to deliver. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Problem is, I've got no social filter. Um, I often say things and, um, you know, wish there was a rewind button, you know, because I said, 
oh, your plane is, you know, your plane's fantastic, um, but you just need to meet the fans halfway. And I think I use the phrase by by not dressing as Barbie rock star or something. Yeah, he was wearing, yeah, I mean, at the time he was wearing like a see-through, you know, like netting shirt and the pink and the pink leg warmers. So if anything, um, you were being you were being kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, <laughs> he uh, he didn't take too kindly to it. Um, we ended up in a yeah. in a, a little melee, shall we say? Uh, really? And, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but that was that. So uh, right. So but, uh, you know what? This yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, come on, come on. Someone tell me the truth. Someone tells you the truth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not having that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I mean, yeah, because his playing was um, fantastic. But yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't look like a band. I know yeah. these things yeah. shouldn't matter, but, you know, I mean, the Ramones are also, you know, one of my favourite other bands. It's like if the Ramones had been wearing sort of like brown cord dungarees and, you know, like full on beards, I don't think they would have been quite as successful because it takes away the whole sort of gang dynamic yes. but... but well you've hit the nail on the head there you see like mm-hmm. a, a band is a gang yeah. and and if just visually one of the gang members seems to be doing their own thing yeah that means they're not part of the gang mm-hmm. and that throws the dynamic for the audience as well yeah and and, and i mean personally and I don't want you to say anything that obviously, well, you've got no filter. So no, I'm going to ask yeah. this anyway. So <laughs> personally, what was the dynamic backstage? Was, were, you know, was, was it still one dressing room all for one and one for all? Or was the look seeping in to cracks in the personal dynamic? The, but by that state, you know, when Robbo joined, it, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, all for one and one for all atmosphere. You know, it was, I hesitate to use the phrase, you know, like a special guest. But, right. you know. Well, as in you didn't think he'd be around for long? Oh, I didn't think he'd be around for long. And I think that he thought he wouldn't be around for long. Um, right. That doesn't help, does it? If somebody no. turns up with that. Uh, I'm probably not going to be here for long because I do you think in you deep down, I'm not going to be able to replace Eddie long term because he he could foresee the the, the differences. Very, very possibly. I mean, the closest analogy I could think of you know, would be like, say you're in a fractious you know, relationship. Um, and but you, you, know, you say, oh, let's give it another go. While all the time you sort of like, you know, texting other women. <laughs> um, that was the impression that I had, you know, that like, oh, he was here. He was, you know, here to do a job. Um, yeah. And so if I'm if I'm only going to be here for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. I don't need to conform to yeah. the look of this band. I'll uh-huh. just keep my look because I'm yeah. not going to be around long anyway. Yeah. It didn't feel like he was joining Motorhead. It felt like he was playing guitar for Motorhead for as long as it was going to last kind of thing i mean yeah. you know, who knows yeah if he'd stuck around they might have got gone off in a totally different direction but um yeah i mean well we, we're, well you know we, we're just speculating but mm-hmm. um as it turns out we're you know we are speculating with the basis that he was only around for one album and yeah. that was that mm-hmm. 
Um, so after the after the melee with, uh, yeah. I'm still I'm still love the fact that that, <laughs> that everybody in the Motorhead camp just went. Well, why don't you ask that guy over there who's yeah. nothing to do with us, by the way? He's <laughs> just a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Perhaps there was a bit of mischief there because they knew that I would say exactly you know, the words that would come tumbling out would probably yeah. have hilarious they, consequences. They yeah. <laughs> they knew that you would say what they yeah. wanted to say, but were maybe just too professional yeah, to, to actually go down that route. But yeah, they yeah. really wanted to say it. So mm-hmm. ask him. He'll yeah, yeah. say he'll he'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so know. having been instrumental in Brian Robson leaving Mohead, <laughs> what did you do next? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Then um, I. Around that time, um, yeah, you know, I was getting kicked out of sixth form college for not oh, being oh, yeah, there yeah, and being on the road with yeah, very much got um, kicked out of sixth form college, <laughs> um, and so yeah, um, you know, just you know, getting on with life, going, to, you know, you know, I saw I saw the lineup with um, Campbell and Wurzel a few times. In in all honesty, that was even more of a unacceptable direction for me in the, right. you know, the fact it was a five piece. Well, the fact that it went full on metal, you know, twin league guitar metal. Um, yeah. You know, right. you know, it always made me laugh. It, it still sort of like rankles to this day when I hear them described as the gods of heavy metal. You know, I mean, you know, to me, they were just like the world's greatest rock and roll band. But yeah. you know, to me, they always had more in common with the MC5 and you know punk rock than they did, say Judas Priest or whatever. But you know, I guess with the um, you know Wurzel and Wizzo lineup, you know they you know they did go that bit more metal. Um, but then yeah, they did make 1916, you know, which is like just you know one of the most perfect albums ever. Um, and that's saying something that a yeah. band with a lineup that you found as as yeah, you yeah. just said, like yeah. unacceptable, yeah. still made one of yeah. one of the best albums in their yeah. career. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, Wurzel, that's pretty Motorhead. That is. Yeah, um, Wurzel, you know, was such a lovely guy, um, but yeah, it, it's just you know, like the two guitarists, and it's like you know, their image had just come from sort of like cliche central casting, you know, for metalheads or something. So, um, but yeah. Um, onwards and upwards so how were you if if you found the five piece unacceptable how were you with the appearance on the young ones tv show oh yeah that that um i, I loved it i loved the fact that they were on you know I, you know the young ones itself was so, you know such a groundbreaking show and you know and when they appeared on there um you know playing a somewhat slightly re-recorded version of ace of space with twin axe attack uh oh no no yeah i, I was made up for him yeah because they were um you know continuing to break through and also the fact that um i'm sure everybody who's seen it knows this but if you haven't find it on youtube the mm-hmm. fact that there's there's a there's twin guitar solos yeah. and and every time the solo is played the yeah. camera the the camera focuses on focuses the on the guy on playing the, wrong, the river the wrong one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then the, yeah and it, and i think it's brilliant uh-huh. absolutely brilliant yeah. and it was i think it was a perfect match as well because the young ones that was that was the first that, that was subverting mm-hmm. the um 
what we traditionally knew as yeah. TV comedy, as sitcom. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was completely subverting the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And Motorhead was the perfect band yeah. to, to have on that show because they were subverting the mainstream as well. Mm -hmm. Ace of Spades yeah. was a was a, a top 10 UK yeah, hit. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and that just... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at that age. I wasn't even a Motorhead fan, uh -huh. but I was. But I felt this weird. I mean, I was. I was into. I was into metal. It was a burgeoning mm -hmm. kind of music tastes forming kind of years for me. Yeah. Um. But I. I felt this strange pride in the fact that Motorhead were on the young ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And you know, it also it played it played into Lem's sense of humour ballpark as well. Um, yeah. Oh, you just know that when yeah. they got in contact and said, mm -hmm. do you want to do this? Lem yeah. was just like, yep, yeah. uh -huh. that's it. Yes. Yeah, get yeah. on with it. Mm -hmm. When, when do we do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like, a, it was like the next Monty Python coming through. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lem was a huge Monty Python fan. Um, him and Tim Butcher is um, base tech. Um you know, if, if ever you walked into a dressing room, you know, you'd think you'd walked onto a Monty Python, you know, sketch, you know, it, it, it just be them two quoting Monty Python, you know, like Monty Python or Tommy Cooper um, at each of us are like nonstop. Brilliant. Uh -huh. Brilliant. So, um, so were these, were these years kind of, we, you know, we, you were, were you a little bit more distant? Um. I, yeah, I mean, just because, you know, I had sort of like real life to get on with, you know, like, um, yeah. so for, you know, for a, for a good long time, you know, I would just go to a gig, you know, sort of like, you know, check in, say hello. You know, it, you know again, I mean, you know, this is still pretty much pre uh, the internet age as we know it now. Yeah. So, you know, you know, still be writing. And um, at one point, let me got a fax machine. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so that, um, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, rem remember those, crikey. Um, yeah, so you know, um, you know, I'd, ju I'd just go to a, a show on a tour and sort of like, you know, say hello. And um, so were you still, were you still kind of like, you know, inverted commas, pen pals at this time? Oh, yeah, so despite yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact musically still... you were, yeah. you were not as into the band by now, you transitioned into like a, a friend oh, who oh, was yeah, just uh, absolutely. In I mean. Yeah, but by, by this by this point, again, I think I think that was why I managed to stay um, persona grata for so long was because I never used to talk to him about Motorhead. You know, right. I, you know, yeah. Um, I think you know when you stop asking someone for their autograph or if you can get a photo taken with them, and you know, you, you can talk for like half an hour on um, Jerry Lee Lewis or, you know, certain battles of the First World War or, you know, just, you know, cultural things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I sort of went from fanboy to, you know, for, I mean, he was, you know, he was like one of the most, well, the most intelligent person I've ever known. Um, yeah, yeah but you are from Scunthorpe, mate. Well, well yeah. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> watch, watch it, Nairsborough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's done his research. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you hit me where yeah. I live or where yeah. I used to live. Har Har 
Harrogate's horrible little neighbour next door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the crag rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, he was, you know, incredibly intelligent, incredibly, you know, loyal, um, you know, a philosopher, a wordsmith. I mean, um, at, at one point, I, I was um, drumming for Brian James from The Damned. Oh, right. You, and, just, you just throw that in like it's nothing. <laughs> um, you, know, we, you know, which was, you know, a great, you know, connection for Lem, you know, because like, Lem regarded Brian James, you know, as a musical genius, you know, having written New Rose and Neat, 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 and, you know, all the, lots of songs that he loved. And I remember we were on a ferry going over to France um, to play some gigs there. And TV Smith from the adverts was also on the ferry, who's also a great wordsmith, you know, very, very, very good words. I remember like taking a sip of a beer and saying to him, you know, Probably the only other person who's better with words on this planet. And I left a pause. I said, Lemmy. And like TV Smith was like, what? Are you kidding me? Kind of thing. But, you know, I've been quite, you know, quoted a few, you know, from like 1916, you know, especially, um, you know, the, you know the, the atmospheric last song on there. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think we came to agreement that, <laughs> you know, Lem was worthy of the phrase wordsmith so i think you're right i think and mm. i think um i think his lyrical output is 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 underestimated everybody mm -hmm. everybody remembers the cowboy boots the look yeah. Yeah, yeah. the loud gigs mm -hmm. yeah. you know the the rock and roll and uh -huh. and embodying the spirit of being a rock and roll rock star without being a rock star yeah and and but his lyrical output is is somewhat overlooked mhm mm yeah you know, I think you're right. He was a wordsmith. I mean, you know, he loved gambling, and and I'm amazed by the amount of people that I, you know, I'm talking about. You know, and I end up talking to about Motorhead, and uh, mm -hmm. you know what I know of him, and and I've I've picked up stories and all the rest of it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, he loved gambling. Oh, did he really? It's like, uh -huh. have, well, have you heard the song Ace of Spades? Mm, yeah. it's, it's right out there for you. It's uh -huh. pretty much autobiographical. Yeah, I remember going on to a casino with him. You know, um, I can't remember the town, but um, he wasn't on the blackjack tables. He was on the one-armed bandits all night, yeah. and he loved the one-armed bandit. I mean, for him, it was just like a reflex action of like pulling that arm, you know, like win or lose. And all the time, he'd just be talking about you know whatever was going on in his life. You know, he you know, um, <laughs> I remember. Um, taking my son and my eldest daughter to a show um it's you know in the early 2000s and you know going backstage you know like afterwards my son was nine at the time you know it's like his first ever gig and uh after, after the band had finished playing you know the protocol was always you know give them 10 minutes before sort of like heading backstage so you know me and my son are in the um public loo portsmouth Guildhall, probably somewhere like that and you know there's, there's this drunk motorhead fan comes in sees me you know young lad there and he goes um oh is this your first motorhead gig then son and you know, my nine-year-old goes, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's my first gig." And I'm off to go and meet Lemmy in a minute. 
<laughs> and this guy sort of like looks at him, you know, with sort of like sympathy in his eyes. He goes, yeah, of course you are, mate. Of course you are. You know, and my son just sort of like opens up his jacket and rips pings out of his VIP pass. Says, no, 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 I really am. And so, yeah, we, we get backstage. It's the first time, um, you know, Curtis had ever met Lem. And uh, <laughs> first thing he does is, you know, like he borrows my phone so he can ring his other sister and say, Lemmy's got a fruit machine in his dressing room. Yeah, which he did. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he had a one-armed bandit, you know, in a flight case that was there um, in his dressing room, you know, for, for decades. That, but you know what? That is that's the right way to do it. You're just recycling yeah. the same money, but you're yes. getting the buzz. You're not uh-huh. actually spending any money. Yeah. That's a smart move by management to keep uh-huh. him out of casino. Well, yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Definitely. Uh-huh. Funnily, funnily enough, a mate of mine was um was playing the the one and only Bandit Machine mm-hmm. in the San Moritz back in the day. Right. And uh, this would have been sort of early mid nineties, and he said. Lemmy came over and just stood next to him and he didn't say anything for about two yeah. or three minutes. And eventually, cause my, my mate loved playing him and he yeah. would just keep sticking money in until he had none left. And then he'd walk mm-hmm. away. So he kept playing it. And he said, he was just aware of this person next to him. Eventually he looked <laughs> and it was, it was Lemmy. And as soon as he talked and looked at him, mm-hmm. Lemmy just went, just nodded at the machine and went mugs game that. Yeah. <laughs> which was, which was subtext. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any chance of you getting off so I can have a go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I mean, Lem was probably waiting for him to fill it up before he, before yeah. he was yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that before that he liked that he liked the band and he played more than one. He played more than one. Oh, yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, Danny's tour manager went off and got a plastic cup full of you know like coins, chips, whatever you call them, and yeah, yeah, he, he was just multitasking. You know, Lem both hands. Yeah. Do it both hands while still holding a conversation. Um. Brilliant. Yeah, just having having a chat about some little-known First World War battle. Whilst yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Two uh-huh. whilst playing yeah. two bandits at the same uh-huh. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the conversation. I mean, because you know, Lem had his heroes. Um, yeah. I remember I was over in Boston in the states and gone to see my friends Carl and Sue and noticed that Motorhead. We're playing that night um, at the House of Blues. So, you know, so I, I rang Lem and said, oh, guess what? I'm over here in the States. Any chance of, you know, like um, getting us in for the... Yeah, so, you know, we did and <sighs> hanging out afterwards. Um, and, I mean, this is a measure of how non-show busy he was because, you know, we're, we're in his dressing room afterwards. He's playing as the new Head Cat album. Yeah. And... His tour manager knocks on the door and he goes, Lem, Aerosmith are here. You know, they pop by to, you know, oh, you know, a couple of Aerosmith, a couple of Aerosmith are here, Boston being their hometown. You know, they've come by to like pay their respects kind of thing. And he's like, time to fuck off. I'm speaking to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like my friends, you know, like Carl and Sue, who are from Boston, they're sort of like, you know, their jaws just sort of like, you know, Aerosmith rock royalty. Um, but no, he was, you know, it, yeah, so he was playing as the new Head Cat album and saying how much he was looking forward to doing some Head Cat shows in Vegas, I think, because they would be opening for Jerry Lee Lewis, who was, you know, the one idol that, you know, he had never met. You know, I mean, so this is like, 
you know, like any Motorhead fan, sort of like getting excited about ever meeting Lemmy. I mean, yeah. Lemmy, you know, uh, had the same level of excitement about meeting Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, yeah. You saw, you saw the, you saw the, the, the child within. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You know, he, he, he could still get fanboy about, um, you know, a lot of things. And yeah, I mean, when um, the next time I saw him after that, I was like, so what was it like meeting Jerry Lee? And you could see from, <laughs> from the look at you. Uh, I, I won't tell you the exact word he, <laughs> he used, but let's just say he was massively disappointed, um, which is a right. shame. Well, um, I, 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 would I be right in thinking the word you're not saying begins yeah. with the letter C? It, it does, yeah, and ends <laughs> with you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, he, he was absolutely you know, and it oh, felt weird you know but like you know a guy who was brought so much joy into so many people's life you know he wants to meet his hero and his hero was a big um letdown to him but yeah that I, and especially when especially when it's lemmy mm. you know a guy that you know yeah. never disappoints anyone yeah. when they meet him apart uh-huh. from your two friends from boston because what went through my mind was <laughs> but for a few seconds there they yeah. thought they were going to have the story of we met Lemmy yeah. and then like, you know, so-and-so <laughs> of Aerosmith turned up and like, yeah. and people are like, no, no. And and they have their hopes dashed <laughs> in seconds. Oh, no, I, I, I don't think they were that fussed about seeing Aerosmith either. So. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's all right then. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's only Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. And and for all those listeners, um, mm-hmm. the the two other members of Headcat, we've had them both yeah. on the motorcast here, and they're mm-hmm. gr- they're great conversations. Love talking to those guys. Yeah. Um. So go back into the catalogue and check those out. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, uh, you know, as time progresses, mm-hmm. you are, you know, you 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 always catch up. With mm-hmm. the band. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. And um, so you must have got to know you must have got to know um, you know Phil and Mickey as well. Yeah, but not in the same way that I got to know Eddie and Phil um, because by this time it was you know separate dressing rooms. It was less like a gang, you know, rather more like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I I, I just want to be be clear for everybody listening that that's 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 not a that's not uncommon that yeah. happens with age you yeah. want oh you, yeah when, absolutely when you're all together all the time yeah. you you do actually want some space yeah yeah, yeah. You, you want some space and uh, you know um joking aside sometimes you need an early night you know it's it's not oh, don't root don't root no, yeah, image, okay for fuck's yeah. Sake. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and sometimes you want to go out and party till dawn um but yeah, yeah. um oh I don't think it was down to animosity. It was just as you say, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. down to space. And because yeah, you know, they were playing, yeah, you know, but by this time, you know, their popularity had resurged. And so yeah, they were playing, you know, sort of like sport, you know, big sports halls now rather than city halls. And so yeah, there was more space available. Um but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Mickey um you know on the occasions that you know i met him you know just an absolute bundle of fun um you know very very comical very nice guy um and i think it was the first time that you know um taking my son to see them you know he he ended up with a because it was his you know it was close to his birthday so lem organized 
um, you know, like signed goodies from, you know, like all three members, um, which was uh, very nice. Yeah, he, he always, always remembered the kids' names, always asked after them if they weren't at the shows with me. Um, absolutely. Um, when, you know, he would speak about, you know, to see his face light up whenever he spoke about the pride he had in his son, Paul, as well. You know, it, you know to, to me, he wasn't a, a metal god. He was just, you know, sort of like a warm, funny, you know, top bloke. Um, yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was a mate who also who also had kids who could yeah. relate. Yeah, he just yeah, had, yeah. He just had a job that yeah meant he meant he travelled a lot. Yeah, I mean, to him, it wasn't a job though, was it? You know, he no. was. Yeah. You know, oh no. It was like. <laughs> um, it, well, it was. It was a lifestyle, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was a. Yeah. It was a lifestyle choice. He lived more on the road than mm -hmm. than he ever did in in yeah. any accommodation. Uh huh. Yeah. And I guess um, that's why. I guess that's why he was never. Um, he never saw the need to own a property because he was only yeah. ever going to be anywhere temporarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had, he had the um, the rent controlled apartment in West Hollywood. Um, you know, which was like, you know, he used to say just about why, room why, why, for why, a bed in it. Yeah, well, well, a bed and all of his um, uh, jumble collection. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I've yeah yeah, um, I I used to I knew the kind of things you know that he like that he liked musically and reading wise. You know, I'd, it, it's weird now. You know, um, I was in a charity shop. You know, with um, Jackie, my girlfriend, a few weeks back, and I picked up a it was it was a book on the history of the Tiger Tank. Oh, and uh, my, yeah, you know, I mean, seriously, I got a pang. Yeah, you know, like right in my heart, you know, because like yeah. I said, oh God, you know who would have loved that. And yeah, I was forever, you know, I, I would never show up empty handed. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if I was getting a free pass into a show and, you know, hospitality and all the rest of it, you know, um, you know, he was he was a big record. I mean, his record collection got burgled, I think, while they were on tour back in the 80s. You know, and he'd lost loads of things. So, so I kind of made it my mission. If I saw something that I knew he'd once owned or, um, you know, would love, um, things like the Graham Bond organization, this 60s beat group, that had Jack Bruce from Cream in them. Yeah, you know, I remember like finding a couple of pristine copies of their albums, taking it, you know, he, he practically had tears in his eyes. Um, you know, he. I think he appreciated a bit of thoughtfulness. Um, yeah, and I and I I get where you're coming from as well. I'm, uh -huh. I'm to this day, if I'm on someone's guest list, yeah, you know, I'm you know I'm going to take I'm going to take something, even if it, I yeah. mean you know it's, it's usually going to be a t-shirt of my band, which you could uh -huh. say is a bit cheeky, but yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. I, I I I want to have something to exchange yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. It'd be, it'd be yeah. like going to somebody's party and not taking a bottle. Although there would be no point in taking a bottle to a to a motorhead show because <laughs> No, but you've hit the nail yeah. on the head there. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's hospitality, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks it's for just, that. You know, respect and being decent. So And the thing yeah. is the thing is as well is I, I I kind of I I felt how you felt when you were talking about that book. Um yeah. because 
you're going to you're going to you're going to feel that way every time you see something like that until uh, until the day you die. Yeah. Because he, clearly when you're yeah. friends with somebody that long, yeah. whoever it is, yeah, yeah. It, it, you will always see those things and mm -hmm. you'll you'll always have those feelings and I think it, you know when it's when it's close to their mm -hmm. passing, it's yeah. it, it, it's it's genuinely just you know you you can end up a bit, bit distraught mm -hmm. and then as time passes yeah. it brings a smile to your face yeah because you remember them and you mm -hmm. remember those times you had i think it must have been mid 2000s i started a record label um, oh right okay. yeah yeah so, yeah um, bit, bit, this was the time when vinyl was in its dip <laughs> shall we say nobody wanted Nobody wanted vinyl anymore, so nobody oh, wants vinyl. So Pilly starts a record. Yeah, yeah, label. yeah, yeah. Good um, on you, man. Yeah, now, I, how I, more I, Motorhead can you get? Everyone's, I, I was... <laughs> everyone's swimming downstream, so you yeah. try to swim upstream. Yeah, I, I was a trendsetter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I actually got in touch with Chiswick Records to you know to reissue the first Motorhead album. I got the artwork done on um, twelve inch by twelve inch, heavy, heavy, you know, grade. Um, oh, you know, like, yeah, not, yeah, you know, like yeah, like pr beautifully printed. Yeah, um, and more importantly, the hundred and fifty first one was the one that I managed to present to him. Um, I took along your know, three pieces of you know the proof artwork, and you know it was you know backstage at a gig, and I said, oh yeah, just before I go, I just thought you might want to see this. And it, it, it that was the one time when he actually did have tears in his eyes. Um, wow. And, you know, because I'd long outgrown ever asking for an autograph or, you know, um, you know, he he got one of them and he wrote to Pilly with respect and thanks, um, you know, for rectifying <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The wrong that Sony's art department had um, concocted, but there we go. That's uh, yeah, but that is just mm -hmm. that's classic record company territory, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but the um, fact that he appreciated, he'll have yeah. known that once oh, yeah. upon a time, but he he, he, yeah. he mentioned it in yeah. passing. Yeah, and you picked it up and, yeah, and yeah. ran with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew oh, that you'd done that for mm -hmm. him as well yeah. as oh, know, it, no, people I mean, wanting no, the I mean, believe me it was for him you know totally for him um yeah but just you know to be able to get a limited amount of them out there so that um so those who knew could get one kind of thing yeah yeah uh, and uh as a fan as well you must mm -hmm. have been like well that that'd be the coolest thing ever no one's going to do it so i'll just uh, i'll just have to get on and do it myself oh yeah i mean if i could go back in time and say so to the teenage me, you know, one day you're going to be hanging out with, you know, Lem in his dressing room and you're going to give him a, you know, like the artwork for something that you're just releasing on your own, you know, or via your own label. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, yeah. You know, so, uh, no, no, you know, it was, um, you know, it was <laughs> nice to do something, nice to do something for him. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, so over the years, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the kids get older. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I mean, by now, I presume, you know, the pen pal thing's gone away. It's either oh, email oh, God, yeah. or it's texting, WhatsApping, whatever. Yeah, emails and texts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't, I can't bear the thought of ever losing the text thread 
you know, between yeah. mine and Lem's cell phone. Um, and I don't know why. I mean, because like 90% of it is just really shit dad jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. Um, that's but, great. Yeah, yeah, that is great. That the, the, it is just like, you know, you, you hear a joke that is yeah. stupid and makes you giggle. So, yeah, yeah, lemon, yeah. lemon like that. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, you know, his favorite one was always, you can't have everything. Where would you put it? Um, but, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So have you, have you, so have you uploaded that to the cloud or is it multiple screenshots? No, no, well, no, 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 it? no, it's just on my phone. And I, but I just panic about, you know, one day my phone dying and it dying with it. Yeah, but yeah, I should back it up really. Well, um, multi multiple screenshots. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you uh -huh. know, back those up, yeah. anything, anything you can. Yeah, Anything yeah, you can. Uh -huh. And I, you know, look, there'll be people listening to this going, no, 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 you're absolutely right. Don't yeah. lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's history. That's yeah. part of who he was, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's your connection to them as well. I mean, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, I totally understand people, you know, leaving leaving voicemails yeah, yeah. on uh -huh. of 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 people they've lost in the uh -huh. you know, yeah, yeah. in the mm -hmm. cloud and stuff. It's yeah, it's totally understandable. Mm -hmm. um, and it must have been hard as a as a friend. It must have been hard, somebody you've been close to all those years when you yeah. when you when you started to notice the the decline. Well, yeah, it was um, it was twenty fourteen. Um, me and Jackie went over. Yeah, you know, by this time I'd moved back up north. Yeah, you because know, I'd spent thirty years down in Brighton. Um, I'd moved back up north, and so yeah, we went to see. You know, my red at Manchester, uh, the damned were opening. And yeah, we, we went backstage. Um, it's the first time, you know, my girlfriend Jackie had met Lem. And that's all I said to her, look, you know, you might see things <laughs> that you might <laughs> not necessarily approve of, or you know, what but you know, you know, it's you know, it's it's rock and roll, he's, you know, is a good guy. Cause I was yeah. expecting, you know, to get, you know, get back there and find, you know, the <laughs> the wholesale quantities of Jack Daniels and all the rest of it. So it was, it came as quite a surprise to see Lem swigging Matthias Rose. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? And he said, me doctors told me to cut down on me drinking. So, you know, this is my compromise. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think his doctor had told him to drink it in, you know, quantities like it was cherry aid, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. And so, um, you know, I took a couple of photos of Jackie with Lem, and it was only seeing them stood together that I noticed how smaller and frail he'd got. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, um, I did have a brief discreet word, you know, like, you know, everything okay. And, you know, he... He indicated that things weren't, you know, um, rosy, shall we say, health-wise, but, you know, nothing he couldn't cope with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd gone from being, you know, this big, robust, um, you know, strong-looking man to, you know, looking quite frail and older. But, yeah, I mean, still sharp as a button. Ab you know, his, his mind was absolutely... Um, yeah, when he found out, you know, when you know, I told him where I was where we were living, and you know, his band, the Rocking Vickers, back in the sixties, yeah, were named after you know Vickers 
shipyard or the BAE factory of death, as we call it nowadays. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they, they were all sort of based around. And he used to, yeah, they used to do loads and loads of gigs around like the hamlets of Cumbria, Windermere and Kendal and places like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was absolutely physically, obviously frailer, but still sharp as a button. Um, and then I think, um, yeah, it was Boxing Day, um, a couple of days you know, before he passed, um, you know, I sent him a, uh, you know, happy birthday text kind of thing. And yeah, he, um, the, the vibe coming back was that, you know, he, he wasn't very well. Um, I was down visiting my kids in Brighton. And we, yeah, we, we spent the whole evening sort of pretty much reminiscing about you know, what great times we'd always had, you know, in his company. But yeah, and so I drove back up and then, you know, I just remember like my phone going off in the morning, you know, so like, oh, you know, like, sorry, you know, to hear the news kind of thing. And, you know, yeah, absolutely knocked the stuffing out of me. You know, I, I, th I thought he would rather unreasonably live forever um but yeah. yeah what yeah what a guy what a loss yeah but it's, especially when you've been messaging with him only a yeah. few days before yeah and you've had that conversation with your mm -hmm. kids as well and yeah, in those yeah. conversations he's reborn as that younger yeah. person isn't oh, he? oh god yeah yeah and you're, you're you're sort of carrying that with you and and see so so am I right in thinking you found out through people messaging you saying sorry to hear the news and you didn't know what the news was I didn't know what the news was, but uh, right, I don't. But, but you, know, but you knew. I, I knew, yeah, I knew. Um, and yeah, you know, and then I just you know like went straight to BBC News, and you know like there it was, and it was like, um, I don't know. I just had had a feeling. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really sad day. Yeah, and when you've known somebody that long mm -hmm. and they've been that important in your life, it's yeah. it's um, probably how Lemma felt when um, when the, there was no Phil or Eddie anymore. Yeah, and it, and mm -hmm. it was just him. I know that had mm. quite an effect on him. Yeah, yeah, and um, um, and and for you, mm -hmm. you probably had that that same kind of feeling yeah. when you lost him. Yeah. Um, like you, you just you just you you lose that little, you lose that little, almost piece of you. You lose that piece mm -hmm. of 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 your life to memory, as opposed to ever doing it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, as much as as much as anything, it was like losing someone else who thought the way he did. As well, you know, he was, you know, as well as sort of like loyal, kind, and generous. He, he, he was almost like an echo chamber in the, you know, we had the same cynicism about the human race and about, you know, you know, we are <laughs> the dumbest species on the planet, you know, what we do to each other. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, you know, like I was saying about, you know, I was in um, you know, the charity shop a few weeks ago and seen that book on, you know, the Tiger Tank. But it's every now and again um, when... I see something that I would have bought for him, if you know what I mean. And, you know, that's when, 
it's me here kind of thing. But yeah, we, yeah. I, I can um, at work. You know, um, every now and again, when it's when it's on um, the right kind of station, you know, I'll hear I'll hear Ace Spades on there, and it that doesn't affect me in any. You know, I mean, to, you know, to me, Ace of Spades is just the omnipresent. You know, motorhead song. But yeah, one. Yeah, if you say somebody motorhead, oh, the Ace of Spades. You know, it's like well, they did did significantly more than just that. Yes, yeah, but I think it's it's true what you say. I think you've you've, you've hit on something else there, which is yeah. um, as well as as well as Lemmy's um, uh, lyrical output maybe not being as acclaimed as it is. Yeah. Um, to everybody who knew him, he was he was one of um, he was one of life's critical thinkers yeah to, oh absolutely to, to people yeah. who knew him yeah because it wasn't just that he knew a lot yeah it was the fact that that he was an intelligent man yeah who could speak on subjects and have cogent discussions with yeah. and not just recite a load of stuff that he's read mm-hmm. he yeah. had opinions and positions that made sense yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah a, a, a great loss yeah Mm-hmm. A, a great loss yeah um but he would he would have loved he would have loved that that funeral he would have loved that you know that <laughs> that one last gig yeah uh-huh. yeah i think yeah. um it's it's amazing seeing all the people who were there to sort of pay tribute yeah i mean you know sadly i could only watch it on youtube on youtube um yeah. you know I, I think there was like so much chaos in the immediate aftermath, you know, I mean, you know, myself and a couple of other people who were close to him, you know, we, we just didn't know, you know, how to, um, how to actually get in. But then, you know, um, we're, <laughs> we just shared our respects via YouTube, like, you know, the rest of the world, I guess. Yeah, but I I think that's I I've got to be honest with you. I think that's I think that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. because the fact is that your relationship with mm-hmm. Motorhead yeah was with Lemmy and oh, yeah, to yeah. such an extent mm-hmm. that that your communication, your texting, etc., yeah. was with Lemmy because it wasn't Motorhead related. So yeah. when this did happen, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't know who to contact or who to yeah. get in touch with because your contact unfortunately wasn't around anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I do think that Motorhead, you know, probably still, you know, the joint greatest rock and roll band in the world. Um, you know, oh, I've got to still, ask, along with who? Um, it alternates between the Ramones and the Damned, but um, yeah, I mean, the you know, the the unholy trinity, as I call them, Ramones, the Damned, and Motorhead. You know, they're um, <laughs> you know, Mo- even when they had the twin guitar. Um, spandex heavy metal lineup, yeah. I mean, yeah, they still made some great albums. Um, and I mean, yeah. for me, you know, the curve of Motorhead albums, it <sighs> lots of bands carry on for too long and start making duff albums. For me, you know, The World Is Yours is just as great an album as Overkill, Bomber, or Ace of Spades. Um, yeah, but they carried on musically making you know fantastic albums you know right to the end yeah yeah and and am i right in thinking that i'm, I'm whether i pick this up in general or whatever i'm pretty sure in thinking that that you know as much as lemmy was a fan of the ramones the ramones were fans of motorhead yeah oh god yeah absolutely um you know 
when the Ramones played their farewell show in South America, um, Lemmy flew out, um, you know, as a special guest, and they did, you know, the Ramones with Lemmy singing Motorhead's Ramones. You know, you know Lemmy and you know, Joey were, you know, like kindred spirits, bosom buddies, um, you know, a huge mutual respect for, uh, yeah, you know, was, for I, each other's bands. I thought I hadn't made that up. But I mean, but that's that's um, I mean, that's a hell of a um, of a, a stamp in history, isn't it? It's like you know, yeah, oh, yeah. we've got our last ever gig, and it's in South America. Can yeah. you jump on a plane and come out? Yeah, yeah. And and ninety nine point nine percent of people are going no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, um, you know, it's the footage is on YouTube. You know, sort of like CJ Ramone hands his bass to Lem. Uh, Lem, you know, sings. Ramones, um, with the Ramones, it it makes perfect sense in my universe. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it's, uh, it all makes perfect sense. It really does. Uh-huh. It really does. Um, I look, Pilly, um, I I can't thank you enough for doing this. And, no, no, it's been a and, pleasure. And telling us so much uh-huh. about about you know the great man, the band in general. Yeah. Um, you know, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this mm-hmm. is a time where it's just it's you know it's it's great to hear about you know yeah. all of the guys who are no longer with us mm-hmm. and um and remember yeah. the good times. Yeah, really appreciate it, mate. Really no appreciate it. Uh-huh. And you know what? I, I I speak for everybody listening yeah. because I guarantee that there will be people listening saying, "Well, there's been loads of episodes, but this has got to be one of my favourites because oh. it's definitely one of my favourites." Cheers. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to be in your company. Thank you uh-huh. so much. Well, and you. Cheers, Howard. Cheers, mate. Yet again, so much fun, such a lovely guy. Yeah, I said it all at the end there, and Pilly was just so generous with his time. This is quite a long episode of the Motorcast, as I'm sure you've noticed, because you're listening to me at the end of it, and it was just great fun to do. I really do hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did doing it. And I've been doing it for three years. We had a third birthday recently, and I completely forgot to mention it. So happy birthday to us. Please keep spreading the word and keep listening. It's fantastic doing this. I have so much fun, and you've all been so welcoming and so generous with your comments about the podcast. Keep it coming, and let's keep doing this as long as it's humanly possible. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you again on another episode of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I don't say agreed. The only gun I need is the ace of spades. The ace of spades.